Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Jimmy B and TC here on the Big Talker 1700 with you until 3 o'clock this afternoon. Mitch Sherman, our man from ESPN.com. He covers the Big 12, covers some Big 10 as well, and he'll be in Iowa City for week number one. Marching orders, huh, Mitch? Yeah, it was good to get the week one assignment, um, and it'll be outstanding to be back uh, in Iowa City, uh, back at Kinnick. Uh, spent so much time there in uh, that great season, uh, that great season when Iowa made the uh, run to the Rose Bowl in 2015, and then was mostly around the Big 12 last year, but uh, expect to be back there on September 2nd to check out the Hawkeyes, check out Wyoming and Josh Allen, who is, uh, you know, kind of a in-the-shadows Heisman candidate to begin the season and interested, of course, in what is happening all of this month and leading up to that game with Iowa and its quarterback situation. Well, Mitch, uh, I'm sure you haven't really dug in real deep to Wyoming quite yet as we're still a few weeks away from the kickoff of the season. But but it's funny. It seems like there are two schools of thought out there right now when people look at that opener for the Hawkeyes. There's a side that says, hey, just like you mentioned, Allen, possibility of a guy being the number one pick in the NFL draft, can do all the things, they're going to score points, and can Iowa keep up with them? There's the other side that says, Iowa's played teams like this, teams that have come in with this kind of experience at the quarterback position and question marks everywhere else, and they're just going to kind of pound them into submission. Wyoming struggled to stop the run last year. What school of thought are you in right now? Tight game, or do you feel confident that Iowa's going to be able to control this by a couple of scores? Well, there's so many unknowns in week one, and that goes for just about every team in the country. So, you know, we don't know the identity of this Iowa team if it's going to be one of those grinded-out teams. I mean, you would think that uh, with with having a strength at, at running back with Wadley and Butler um, that uh, Iowa will be a team again. I would sh- I'm, I'm, sh- I'm certain that Iowa will be a team that at least that wants to rely on that run, that wants to lean on a, its offensive line. And that, to me, is, is the recipe for success against Wyoming because you want to keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. We know he's an extremely talented guy, has a huge arm. I saw him early in his career at Nebraska, um, in a similar type game, uh, give the Huskers a, a run. And I think it was a, t- it was a 10 point game. Um, and that, th- this is, uh, a, a, a similar challenge and a much more seasoned guy in Josh Allen than he was, uh, he, he was in, in that game. So, um, I, I, I don't, I, I can't sit here right now on August 7th and expect and say that I expect to see Iowa pound Wyoming into submission. Um, I know Craig Bull, the coach over there, um, and the kind of toughness that he breathes in his teams. Uh, you know, people are familiar, uh, despite it being on the FCS level, with what he did at North Dakota State and building that thing into into a giant. Um, I know Iowa is all too familiar with that. Um, although Bull was 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 long gone from uh, from North Dakota State by the time that they the Bison came into into Iowa City last year, but. Uh, regardless, it was it was the leftovers of his program. So um, I'm sure that will be on the minds of some people as uh, the Cowboys gear up to come to Iowa City. But I would say just because of the of the star power with Josh Allen um, and some of the newness uh, around the Iowa program at key positions, I'd expect this thing to be a competitive uh, game that goes into the fourth quarter. It should be a fun one, kicking things off. Eleven o'clock, Wyoming and Iowa. 
in Iowa City. Mitch Sherman with ESPN.com. He will be there as well. All right, Mitch, uh, from there, let's jump over. want to talk some Big 12 with you. And as we are in the month of August, the expectations ramp up. And, and much like baseball during spring training, you know, everybody feels like they have a shot. This is our year. Same kind of thing happens at certain levels for college football, and and I can feel it happening up in Ames right now. The expectations in the fan base continue to ratchet up. Hey, it's not from, hey, we're going to be more competitive this year. Now you're hearing more and more, we're going to win six games. It's going to be a bowl team. You know, those kind of things that are out there, at least inside of the fan base. When you look at Iowa State, what are your expectations and, and what needs to happen for them to make that next step? Even if it isn't six wins in a bowl game, what would you like to see out of this squad this year? Yeah, my enthusiasm about Iowa State is not something that has gotten ramped up since Big 12 media days or in the late stages of summer um, as you get into camp. You know, you described that, that general excitement when you get back to practice, your adrenaline goes, whether you're a coach or a player or a fan, and you always maybe dream a little bit bigger than, than, than what it uh, realistically is going to be. I've been enthusiastic and optimistic about Iowa State since early in the offseason. Um, and, you know, some of that is from time I spent with Matt Campbell last year and uh, chances to talk to him through this offseason. But I don't think you have to be overly optimistic to expect that six wins and a bowl bid is, is potentially in the cards for Iowa State. You, don't, you know, that doesn't have to be the, you know, if everything works out right, then maybe Iowa State can get to six wins. That's not how I look at it. I look at it like, you can have a regular season where some things are going to go against you, some things are going to go for you. You look at the schedule, you look at the players at important positions, and I think this can be a year where Iowa State does that and doesn't have to significantly overachieve. Now, what has to happen? They have to have good play uh, on the offensive and defensive lines. You know, the skill spots, barring injuries, are in relatively good, good order at Iowa State. Uh, in the defensive backfield, at the running back spot, at the receiver spot. I think it's good at quarterback with Jacob Park. So you got to be able to block for him in Montgomery uh, in the other backs, and you've got to be able to get some pressure on the opposing quarterbacks. And Iowa State loses a lot uh, from a patchwork offensive line a year ago. Um, and, and then on the defensive side, you're relying on some junior college guys. So if they can make those things work at a – serviceable level, then I think Iowa State's a good enough team that can have a, uh, a 500 record or slightly better. You know, in the Big 12 this year, it's Oklahoma, then Oklahoma State, maybe Texas. I want to get your thoughts on the Longhorns. As as you look at this squad <laughs> and you look at Texas, what Tom Herman has done in the past, he seemingly everywhere he's gone, even as assistant coach, there's been big improvements that had. Looking back at the Charlie regime, what happened, the way that he he was able to go out there and recruit at a pretty high level, what's still around? What's your expectation for them this year? Is it that eh, they'll get back to a bowl game, they'll be 7-8 wins, or could you see more than that from this Texas team? Well, I don't see them in the playoff conversation. I I do see them as a bowl team. Um, you know, if, if you're going to talk about Iowa State as a bowl team and you, and then you compare Iowa State's talent Texas's talent across the board, position by position. It's, I mean, unfortunately for Iowa State, it's not a good, not a good comparison. Texas has Texas is loaded at lots of spots, and you know during the off season we went through and graded the Big Twelve at, at ESPN, uh, position group by position group, and and you know you, it's it's stunning to see 
where Texas is at and to think that this is a program, a team that has won five games each of the last three years because they're in the top part of the Big 12 in so many of those categories, from the defensive line to the running back spots. They, they, they have very good players. Charlie Strong, as you said, recruited well, and they haven't lost those guys. It's not like I mean, they've lost some. Deontay Foreman is gone from last year, a huge part of that team. And uh, if you could plug him into this group, I mean, you, I, I would feel – a lot better about Texas's chances to do more than get to that seven or eight win plateau. But my thought and my expectations about Texas and Tom Herman is that this is a different kind of challenge for him than he's encountered anywhere in his career. Clearly different than what he had at, say, Ohio State, where he was not in charge of the program, and very much different than what he encountered at Houston. I mean, it was a, an under-the-radar place where, hey, if you won eight games, they were going to throw you a parade. Um, you know, when, when, when Houston went in and knocked off Florida State and knocked off Oklahoma, I mean, those were landmark moments for that program uh, and, and for that athletic department. Those are things that are expected at Texas. So I think you have, to, you have to approach it, if you're Tom Herman, from a little bit different place. And I think he will, as the season goes on, continue to adjust to that. I think he has tried in some ways to force his ways, his coaching style on Texas, and that's fine because you got to get these guys thinking right. you got to get these guys in the Tom Herman mindset, and they don't have time to sit around and be a 6-7 win program for multiple seasons, or in some people's eyes, even one season. But I think it's a different challenge, and I think they probably are a 7-8 or eight win team this year. Mitch, it was two months ago today, the uh, shocking news to many, Mm. Bob Stoops stepping down at Oklahoma June 7th. As you look back upon it, Lincoln Riley taking the helm, uh, I I personally believe, I think we've talked about this this summer, Mitch, I I think there's got to be some kind of step back. You'd think maybe just what what they have running the uh, ship out there at the quarterback position, that's not going to be the case here. But, But looking back upon it, Bob Stoops, what do you think is next? Is his coaching career over, or do you see him popping up another spot? And secondly, Oklahoma this year. I don't think I, I think it's over. I, I and I, I know a lot of Big Twelve coaches. You know, I heard Gary Patterson talk about this in Dallas at Big Twelve Media Days. There's a lot of people. Bob Bowlesby talked about it. There's a lot of people that are hoping that there's another chapter out there for Bob Stoops in college football, whether it's in coaching or some other kind of role. And you know, he's a, a special assistant to the athletic director now. And um, reading Jake Trotter's story. Uh, on ESPN.com today about Stoops and, and the uh, events that led up to his surprise announcement. I mean, you get the hint that he's going to be around the program and he'll be out there maybe at practices. He'll be around the stadium at games, maybe not everyone, but he's not going to be, be become lost. Um, I think that's what it's going to be for the, the time, for uh, the, this time, the short term and, and likely the long term. Now, could he have a change of heart? Could his boys graduate high school? Could he get bored? Sure, but in, in a lot of for a lot of people who've been in this spot before to retire young, that's what happens. But I think there are different uh, there are different things at work here with Bob Stoops. The number one thing that jumps back into my mind, and this was prominent in in Jake's story that, that came out today, is looking back at his father, Ron Stoops Sr., who uh, died of a heart attack uh, while coaching in a, in, a, in, a, in a high school game. Um, at an age younger than what Bob is now. I think that that loomed even larger than, than what he has said, and he hasn't tried to hide the fact that it was an important factor. He wants to be able to live out his life and allow his family 
be there to to have that time with him to be there with his family as his kids grow up and get married and have children of their own. I think he wants to be a, a to be a grandfather and experience some of the things that he didn't get to experience with his own dad. And, and if he if he if he turns his back on this decision that he made two months ago and decides to go back into coaching, uh, you know, then I, I think in some ways he's not he would see it as not holding up his end of. Of, of that that side of things. So, um, and, and, and where else would you go? I mean, is he going to go to the NFL? I, I don't think he wants to take on that challenge. I mean, he had one of the best jobs, certainly, in all of college sports. So uh, I don't know what he would strive to do. I, I, I expect that we've seen the last of him on the sidelines as a college coach. And, and, I, and I acknowledge that my opinion is probably not the most the – most, um, that a lot of people share a different opinion with me on that subject. Well, Mitch, you know, uh, the people here in this state, they want his sons to walk out at Iowa, and he can be a special advisor to the Hawkeyes. There you go. And, and I mean, <laughs> hey, something like that uh, wouldn't put it out of the question. We know he likes to spend some time in Chicago, and if mm-hmm. his sons end up at Iowa and following in the, uh, in the Stoops' legacy, and I'm sure you will see a lot of Bob Stoops around Iowa City in those years. I think a lot of people will be happy about that and put quite the bow on what happened uh, way back in 1998, the uh, right before the new year, as it was down to Bob Stoops, Kirk Ferentz, and, well, we know the rest right. is history, uh, the way that one went. Hey, before we let you go, Mitch, I uh, want to talk a little about your home state team there, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, as they get ready for a year. Expectations, I think, uh, different areas, depending on uh, what segment you're kind of talking to here is it here's question number one about Nebraska in my mind the quarterback spot Tanner Lee from the outside looking in this seems crazy a guy that had pretty pedestrian stats at, at Tulane sure looks the part absolutely but then all of a sudden he's over in Chicago at Big Ten media day from the outside looking in a very odd circumstance why are the people at Nebraska so excited about Lee I think they they want something to be excited about, and I don't mean that as a disservice to the people in Nebraska. But mm-hmm. uh, look, I mean he hasn't played. Um, you see him as a commanding figure in the pocket. You see him as a guy who can fit into the offensive system that Mike Riley and offensive coordinator Danny Langsdorf are, are accustomed to running from their time at Oregon State and had success with quarterbacks with lesser skills than Tanner Lee. You hear some of the things that people have said about this guy uh, on the summer camp circuit, um, and, and I think there's a tendency to to um, uh, to, to throw away uh, to, or to diminish some of those numbers that you mentioned from Tulane because of perhaps what he had around him there. Um, I, I think there's a lot of hype. Um, I think he has a lot of potential. Um, I also don't think it's going to happen right out of the gate. I think he's going to need some time. I don't think this Nebraska uh, can afford to be a team that relies on him early in the season. Um, case in point, don't go to Oregon and expect Tanner Lee to win that game for you. Hope that your defense, if you're Nebraska, under under new defensive coordinator and former UConn head coach, Notre Dame defensive coordinator Bob Diaco, can have something cooked up to stop Oregon in, in that September game and don't put it on the shoulders of your inexperienced quarterback. Um, in time, I think he'll develop into a good player. I think he can be a legitimate NFL prospect, and that's getting ahead of ourselves. I say that mainly based off of just his 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 size, his what what appears to be his arm strength, the good head on his shoulders. It would seem if he has the right coaching 
and he's a guy you can turn into that kind of a player, but I don't expect him here in September of 2017 to be that guy. We're talking uh, two years down the road before I, I think he can be that kind of a player. So um, it'll be, in, in my eyes, a slow build for them to get to the team they want to be behind Tanner Lee, but um, you know maybe an exciting year for Nebraska and that they should see growth on both sides of the ball from week one until the end of November. Well, last year, uh, kind of the wheels fell off at the end of the season. That loss to Iowa, kind of the biggest part about it there. What does mm-hmm. Mike Riley have to do short of you know winning the division, something like that? You know, does a, a eight and four type of season keep at least uh, some of the barking dogs at bay, or uh, how is the temperament, I guess, of the fan base as it pertains to Riley right now? Well, there aren't really a lot of barking dogs right now. Um, Nebraska had a four-game improvement from year one to year two under Riley, and I think there's a lot of people, myself included, that that, that could could certainly envision a step back this year from the nine wins of, of last season. Nebraska had a pretty good thing going in midseason until it lost that, that close game at Wisconsin, and then things fell apart when Tommy Armstrong got hurt at Ohio State, a blowout loss there. You mentioned the Iowa game, the Tennessee game in the bowl, in, in the, bowl the Music City Bowl. It was not the way that anybody – uh, in Nebraska or Nebraska fans wanted that, that season to end, uh, obviously. So there's a little bit of a sour taste left in people's mouths, and I think nationally and around the Big Ten, uh, people remember the end of the season uh, and, and not as much as they do the way that Nebraska started and, and how well Nebraska played, uh, especially in comparison to 2015 through the first two months of, of last season. So, um, you know, you balance that out. Um, you'd rather play well at the end of the year than, than early in the year, but you balance out everything that happened, and I don't think he's on the hot seat. Um, it, you know, if Nebraska goes five and seven, then he is. Um, I still don't necessarily think that he would lose his job after three years, but um, it would certainly be somebody who, uh, who who you would need to reevaluate things and look at whether this was the right choice. If they go seven and seven and five, eight and four, you know, it's not uh, what what a lot of people want. People want to see at least nine wins. I would say, um, you know, I, I think they would. It depends on how it happens. If it's if it's like last year where the bottom falls out at the end, then there are going to be disgruntled people. If, uh, if as I mentioned in the, the previous answer, you see growth in this team offensively and defensively, you see promise in knowing that a lot of players will be back and Diaco will be back for a second year in 2018 and Tanner Lee will be, will be back at quarterback for a second year in 2018 and this team is better uh, in November than it was in September, uh, e- even winning seven or eight games, then I think there's a, a reason for Nebraska to be optimistic and for people to have faith in Mike Riley going into uh, into next year. We'll let you go with this, Mitch. Uh, speaking of the Iowa-Nebraska rivalry, you know, here in central Iowa, uh, there's you know, some Cornhusker fans scattered about, but it's not as big as Iowa, I- Iowa State is uh, here in central Iowa. I grew up in north Iowa. Uh, where I grew up, there were some Gopher fans around. That was big. You go to Dubuque, it's Wisconsin. But, but they're in Omaha, in your home base. The Iowa-Nebraska rivalry, I'm sure it's growing, I'm sure it's building, I'm sure the Hawkeye fans like to rub in its three of the last four, and uh, without a fourth quarter collapse, it'd be four straight in the series. How was that rivalry looked at from both sides? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point you bring up in, in describing the, the, geographical, uh, the geographical situation. I mean, you can make a case that Omaha uh, being a population center, or certainly a population center, the population center, I suppose, uh, in, in this two-state region uh, is the epicenter of the Nebraska-Iowa, the Iowa-Nebraska, whatever you want to call it, rivalry. Um, there are a lot of Iowa people around the city of Omaha, and, and definitely as you get into southwestern Iowa, but even in the city of Omaha, there, there are a lot of Iowa people, and you, hear, you have neighbors uh, who, who, who fly the flag. 
um, of and, and of course, so many Nebraska fans. I, I think it's it's grown a lot in the five years that Nebraska has been in the Big Twelve. Or, I'm sorry, the Big Ten. Um, it has uh, it, it has taken on um, more significance uh, at, because of the way some of the games have gone. Um, you mentioned the Iowa collapse in the fourth quarter at uh, Kinnick a few years ago, which is Bo Pelini's last game. Um, the comments in the wake of that game that were made by Nebraska Athletic Director Sean Eichhorst, um, the season that followed when Iowa came to Lincoln undefeated and the desire of Nebraska and Nebraska fans to knock Iowa from its, its, its perch high in the polls, that I think added some fuel to this thing. You know, it's, it's, it was never going to be, uh, whether you're in Omaha or Des Moines or Iowa City or Lincoln, wherever you are, it was never going to be a rivalry, I don't think, that um, had this great magic from the very beginning. But as the year, years go on, and there's history between between these teams, real history on the field. Uh, it grows, and Omaha being uh, a, a center of a lot of activity, where Iowa fans and Nebraska fans cross paths often, uh, is uh, is a hot spot for this rivalry. And as you go around town here, um, you hear a lot of talk about it. Twelve months out of the year. Mitch Sherman, ESPN.com, with us on the Draft House 50 hotline. As always, Mitch, thanks for your time today. We'll do it again soon. Football season getting really close, and uh, you can feel it. The excitement's in the air. Definitely, Trent. Looking forward to uh, talking to you again soon. Appreciate Mitch's time, as always. We'll take a break. When we come back on the other side, Jimmy B. back with us as uh, we'll get Jimmy B. going on a number of different things. Baseball over the weekend. Eh, we'll see if Jimmy B wants to talk to me. Well, we'll just see what the old man, what he's got up the sleeve. We'll have some fun with him coming up here. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. We're back with more in a moment. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Well, Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Food Dudes Delivery offers commercial and residential delivery service along with the option to pre-order. Our delivery rate is always a flat fee, so whether you're ordering $15 for yourself or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from. So place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Since 1920, Bolton and Hay has been the industry leader as a supplier to the food service industry. Everyone can cook like the pros with the latest and greatest cooking supplies and accessories. Let their experts help you select the perfect kitchen equipment and utensils to meet your needs. Bring out your inner chef with one of their monthly cooking classes. Visit their showroom, exit I-235 at East Euclid, 2701 Delaware, or visit their website at boltonhay.com. They can really make you cook. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. 
He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to take advantage of Mike's four-pack special you'll get 50% off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping Get ready, Chiefs Kingdom. The 2017 football season is right around the corner, and season tickets are on sale now. Join in on the action at Arrowhead Stadium, where your Kansas City Chiefs will play host to the Steelers, Eagles, Broncos, Raiders, and more. Preseason starts on August 11th against the 49ers, so hurry and get your tickets now. For more information or to purchase tickets, go to Chiefs.com or call 1-888-99-CHIEFS. That's 1-888-99-CHIEFS. The key to success? Keep it simple, especially when it comes to hiring. And nobody makes it easier than Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, manage your candidates from one dashboard. According to an independent study, five times more hires are made through Indeed than any other job site. New users claim your $50 credit to post a sponsored job at Indeed.com slash credit. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Guys don't really talk about antiperspirant. Despite that, 91% of Dove Men Plus Care users recommend it. Here's what they said. It blocks the, you know, perspiration, I think is the fancy word. It's comfortable. Uh, <laughs> it smells nice. My girl likes the smell. Well, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, uh, it's hard. I think it's quite masculine. Uh, my underarms aren't the worst thing at the gym. It's kind of like the Hoover Dam from my armpits, I guess. Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant. Tough on sweat, not on skin. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian restaurant. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. As many of you know, severe weather and hail swept through central Iowa and the Des Moines metro. Wolf Construction was here long before these storms and will be here long after. We're much more than a pickup and a ladder. Our roofing team is here to serve you for years to come. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. 
Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. Welcome back, everybody. We continue to roll on all the way till the top of the hour. Jimmy B and TC. All right, Trent, let's get into a, a couple of things here. Where are you headed this evening? What uh, floats your boat tonight? Uh, do we get big three basketball? Is that monstrosity still happening? Yes, it is. Okay, yes. okay. Um, I'll probably dip into that then a little bit, as long as I remember. I've had a couple of times this <laughs> summer where I've been excited for it, and then I forget yeah. to actually do it, you know? <laughs> I can understand that old age catching up to you. I get it. It happens perfectly. It happens. It does happen. Yeah. I will. I will probably because you and I are both late night guys. I will probably sample some of the Cubs and the Giants, uh, just because I want to see now that the Nationals went in and had success at Wrigley. 
the Diamondbacks were there before the Nats and had success at Wrigley. And I took some Twitter heat when I said it was still going to be a bumpy ride. Well, guess what? It's still going to be a bumpy ride uh, for this team. Half-game lead is all they have right now in the Central. Oh, and don't look over your shoulder, but the Pirates and the Cardinals are still right there, both of them under five games behind. Trent, look, I, I, I know the Giants are lousy. Mm-hmm. They are. Yep. They are. They're lousy. But as you always say, it's baseball. It is. And anything can happen. Anything can happen in, in baseball. You and I both know that. You know, and here's another thing. So they got uh, this time, they're, they're dressing up again for another road trip. You know, we, we know Madden likes to do these fun yep. things, keep people interested, have a, have, them get, have a good time, all these uh, parts about it. But, Jimmy B., I saw some, uh, some rankled Cub fans on Twitter yesterday about ah. this, saying, you know, the last time you did something like this, you promptly went out to the West Coast and lost six straight games. How about you just go out there and make this one a business trip? Uh-huh. I, I get that. I get that. Uh, they got to start taking care of some business. Yeah. I know that when I know when they went on that little run and they won, what, four or five in a row. Okay, here we go. All right, we're rolling. We're rolling now. And boom, they get matched up against a couple of good teams. And look what happens. So I'm, I'm still not sold on them. I still anticipate that they will win that division uh, because the other teams just aren't good enough mm-hmm. to stay with them. But, Trent, I, I, people, oh, they're going to win the division now by 10 to 15 games. No, they're not. Not going to happen. And if they struggle on this West Coast trip, oh, good golly. Oh, my God. I can see... All of Chicago and Des Moines Cubs fans just coming totally unglued. I really can't. Let's go down this road, Jimmy B. You, you mentioned Milwaukee now just a half game back as they've at least uh, slowed things down as they were heading down a terrible train uh, coming out of the break. St. Louis, they've cut it back. They're back uh, three and a half, and then and the Pirates. Who's the team, just as it pertains to winning the division, who's the team you'd be most concerned about if you were a Cubs fan right now? In the division, who would I be most concerned about? I don't know if Milwaukee can... I I would have said the Brewers earlier. And the Cardinals are still, even though they're three and a half back, they're still under 500. Mm Mm-hmm. I would I'm, – I'm not sold on the Pirates, even though they're hanging around. I, I, I guess I'm going to have to stay with Milwaukee, Trent. All right. I, 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 know, I know that's laughable because we thought that, you know, maybe next year would be their year. Yeah. But, but when the Cubs made the playoffs two years ago, weren't people saying, well, they got there sooner than we anticipated. It should have been the following year. I think the Brewers are having a similar run to what the Cubs had two years ago. We know what should happen here. The Cubs should catch fire kind of like they did out of the break, go out yep. there and take this division. But they're still not. Uh, we're now a week into August, and they still haven't seized control like uh, I, I expected them to do. And, and it just kind of mm-hmm. it continues. You're waiting for it to finally happen. For Maybe you're right. Maybe you're absolutely right that this is just going to be what this team is. After what they did coming out of the break, I figured – 
this thing is over, but we're back to the same kind of conversations. So I, I want to bring up the Cubs' schedule here. Let, let's see what they have okay. left against the division mates and just in general. Now, you mentioned okay. it's uh, San Francisco tonight, first to three out there, then right. to Arizona after that. So an important trip, right? Yes. Yeah, it yeah. is. And the Diamondbacks are playing for a wild card here. Yes. They're in it. And They're it, in it. I mean, they, they every win is extremely important for Arizona. After that, they're home for a seven-game homestand, four with Cincinnati, three with Toronto. Okay. After, okay. After that, then it's on the road, three for Cincinnati, three with Philadelphia. That's the that's the portion of the schedule right there. Out of those 13 games, you got to make a big run there. They make a big run. They can put that, that distance between them. You're feeling pretty good. That puts you right up till the end of August. If you do that, I think they're in good shape. But if they're still this back and forth, up and down, and they go, I don't know, they, they go six and seven, you know, over that stretch, over that 13-game stretch right. against some pretty bad teams, two Cincinnati, Toronto, and the other one against Philadelphia, you have to hope you can do better than that. But will they? And, and with this team, you just don't know. But this is what I really want to see. So they have Pittsburgh, one, two... Two more times with the Pirates. Okay. St. Louis, they have da, 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 one, two more series. They're three okay. for home in the middle of September, and then the third to, uh, second to last series, a four-gamer in St. Louis. And Milwaukee, how many more do they have left with Milwaukee? It is three at the beginning of September, the 8th through the 10th, and then a four-gamer on the road the 21st through the 25th of uh, 24th of September. So it, it very well could come down to Jimmy B to this stretch. They play eight straight on the road against uh, division foes, four at Milwaukee, four at St. Louis, September 21st through the 28th. Is it going to take that long to figure this thing out? I thought it was going to be done beforehand, but I'm starting to go into your line of thinking now, Jimmy B. Okay, well, good. It's about time you started agreeing <laughs> with somebody. Yes. Uh, yes. Look, <laughs> here, here's here's what could take place. It could come down to those dates with the Brewers in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Think about if the Cubs are a half game out like they are now, or a half game in front like they're now, or two and a half out and uh, uh, up in front, and how important that series with Milwaukee will be. Look, I'm I'm with you. When they when they play against Cincinnati and Philly and Toronto, they, they should they should they should make hay when they play those teams. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean, Trent, that they will. And I, I I just go back to what you told me all season long. It's baseball. You just don't know. You would think that talent would win out. It's different than the NBA. It's different than the NFL, who's got a star quarterback that you can count on to find a way to win the game. It's different than the NHL, who has a stud goalie who's standing on his head and nobody can score on him. In baseball, you just don't know from day to day. And talent doesn't always win out. You know that. So I'm looking through the Cubs' schedule again. Short of that series... After the series over the weekend when they go to Arizona, coming up this weekend, after the Giants series, they'll be there through the weekend. Outside of that, looking at it, they play one team outside the division that has a winning record, and that's a two-game wow. series at Tampa. 
the, the wow. schedule is incredibly easy. They're done with the Nationals. They're done with the Dodgers. They don't have any crossover in any league games you know, against anybody that makes you nervous here. This schedule is about as good as you could hope for if you're a Cubs fan. And on the other side for Milwaukee, the Brewers' schedule, they still got some games left. They, they have games coming up at Colorado. They have a three-gamer on the road at Dodger Stadium. They have the Nationals still coming in for a four-game series. So their schedule certainly is much more difficult than what the Cubs have going in the back half of it. And then on top of that, they finish up on the road at St. Louis for three, where the Cubs uh, finish up with Cincinnati in their last one of the year. So if you're just breaking it down schedule-wise, the Brewers have a much more difficult road than the Cubs do also. Well, look, I, I'm with you. And are the Brewers going to fold their tent? Uh, we've seen it. They, they went through that terrible stretch, mm-hmm. yet here they are, Trent, only a half game back. Right. And and it's because the Cubs went in the tank when they got to play against really good teams, Arizona, Washington. And so from that standpoint, will the Cubs indeed be able to, against those weak clubs, exert and come out of there, out of that was a 13-game stretch, with a winning record? And will the Brewers then be able to hold up and play at least 500 baseball? Sure. I, I mean, that's the key. You're absolutely right. Uh, look, do I think the Cardinals have enough talent to make a run? Yeah, I guess, but I'm still not counting on them. I don't believe the Pirates can. I, I just don't think they have quite enough. I think they're going to hang around and not go away, but I don't think they can make that big run that would move them into the top spot. I am concerned about Milwaukee. Uh-huh. And after that, it would probably be St. Louis. You know, the good thing uh, from Milwaukee's perspective is they're going to be getting back Chase Anderson, certainly one of their best yes. pitchers earlier this year. Uh, he is going to be starting a rehab assignment coming up this week. They expect him to be ready to go. Three rehab starts is uh, what I saw earlier today uh, when I was reading about it. So three rehab starts for him. He'll be back. You couple that together with you know, Jimmy Nelson, who's been solid. Not great, but solid. A good strikeout guy. Zach Davies, who they, they pulled off the scrap heap. And again, he's been decent. You know, they, they just have a bunch of guys that have been pretty decent this year. But Anderson's a guy to me that, that can kind of be that next step kind of player. Garza, solid veteran. All right. You know, pretty good. And then it comes down to the bullpen. And the bullpen, that has been, uh, though inconsistent in some spots overall, pretty good. They brought in Schwarzak. We know about Knebel at the end of it. Overall, if they can just bridge that gap, they're in pretty good shape here. But getting Chase Anderson back, that's a big part of it. They need him back. And when he's back, right away, they got to have him pitching at the level that he was before that oblique injury. Right. I, I'm with you on that. Hey, let's uh, let's quickly run back to the uh, American League real fast. All right. And I want to get into some Kansas City Royals conversation. Sure. They they split a, they split a, uh, split a doubleheader yesterday. Yep. And... They are still in the wild card hunt, uh, only a game out in the uh, last wild card spot. But now the Royals are two and a half behind Cleveland. Cleveland, for some reason, is just like the Cubs. They can't seem to get it going either. And do you really think now that Kansas City, with the veterans that they have on that team, are they going to sputter or are they going to be in this thing until the end? I think they're going to be in it in the end because with the wild card, you have that wiggle room where it's not just hoping you can track down the Indians like you're 
we're talking about the Cubs, Brewers, Cardinals, and Pirates. That's all it about because none of those teams we don't think are going to be there. Also, if you don't win the division good enough then to win a wild card, you know, because if you don't get it done there, 84, 85 games, I don't think that's enough uh, this year with the way the Rockies and Diamondbacks are playing to get uh, a wild card spot. The difference in the American League, though, if the Royals don't chase down the Indians, they still have the wild card sitting there behind them and, and they can get to that level. So I think, yeah, the Royals, they're going to be in it this whole time. I, I don't see them falling apart or anything like that. And, and most importantly, I don't see anybody running away and hiding from them either. Uh, the Yankees, mm-hmm. if you want to put them there and feel like they're in good shape for that first spot, the wild card spot one, absolutely. For the second one, Royals, Rays, Mariners, even the Orioles, do you feel confident with any of those teams that they're all of a sudden going to catch fire? I, I can't go down that road. I, I, I'm not going down that road, but if, if you look at the standings right now in the AL West, even the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim are, are in the wild card hunt. It's amazing how many teams, and I love the second wild card. I thought it was a stroke of genius to do that, uh, just to keep those different teams in it. But it's amazing how many teams still have a legitimate chance of being a wild card team right now in the American League. Uh, unbelievable as we as we look, even your twins are having I, I know I know I know what you're gonna say. They're done. Yes, yeah, I done. get it. They're done. But 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 they're only a couple of games out of that second wild card spot, Trent. I'm just trying to help you out, kid. Yeah, but it's not just about being right now they're three and a half games back of the Royals for the second spot. It's also the number of teams that you have to pass. And right. the first time I heard that, I'm like, well, that's stupid. You just win games, you're going to be fine. But it's not in a vacuum. It's not just about what you're doing. It's the teams around you. So if you go out and you win 7 out of 10, that's great. But you know what? If the Orioles win 9 out of 10, yeah, you might have picked up some ground on the Royals or the Rays or the Mariners. But there's the Orioles who were, let's see, right now a game up in front of you. Plus they won two extra games. Now they're two games in front of you. So it's not just about... What you do, it's what everybody else around you. And, th- and that's what makes it difficult. If you just look at it and say, hey, the Twins are only three and a half games back, oh, yeah, you, you, yeah. you can make that up in a four-game series. You go and sweep Kansas City, you've taken it. But it's not just about you. The other teams are there. You have to pass them. And that's what makes it more difficult. Hey, at least they're relevant. Watched them again over the weekend. Saw big fat Bartolo Colon throw a, a complete yeah. game. How about that, Jimmy B? I, I, I thought they were going to have to bring the respirator out to the mound. I mean, the guy was just unbelievable. But he did. Big sexy with a complete game. That was unbelievable. They left him in to do that. Uh, it, it was fun. He, he ran into some trouble early but was able to get it done. Hey, one more uh, baseball note. we got a couple other things I want to hit on, Jimmy B, before we wrap up today. But uh, you saw the news, I'm sure, earlier today. Don Baylor passed away. That, that was yes. a sad one, certainly. Yeah. A, a guy that... Longtime manager. I remember him. Some of my earliest baseball memories in the 87 World Series. I, I still can picture uh, hitting the home run, first home run of the World Series in 1987 for the Twins. Sad news today of Don Baylor. It, it is very sad news. Uh, a guy, obviously, he lost his battle to cancer. Darren Dalton, the catcher for the Phillies, also yeah. passing away over the weekend as well, and he was even younger. I'll get to Dalton in a moment. I have a, uh, I was there when Dalton was playing in Philadelphia. Uh, but for Don Baylor, this is a guy who played 19 years and, and had success at every level. And Trent, he was a MVP. And he was also manager of the year 
Only a couple other guys have done that. I remember one of them is Kurt Gibson. It might have been Joe Torrey also, uh, who was a uh, MVP and manager of the year as well. But uh, Baylor was, he was terrific, a big slugging power hitter, and had a tremendous career, but he lost his battle to cancer. Darren Dalton, the catcher for the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, who lost the World Series, and you'll remember this, Joe Carter's home run in Skydome. Remember that, 92, mm-hmm. when he roped it over the left field wall. Darren Dalton was on that Phillies team as the catcher, and he was the leader of that Phillies team and an extremely popular guy in in the city of brotherly love. And it was, uh, uh, you know, just sad that you lost uh, two guys like that to that same just god-awful disease, which is known as cancer. Yeah, your uh, your note there about manager of the year and MVP, Frank Robinson, Joe Torrey, and okay. Kirk Gibson. Okay. Along oh, there with were Don three. Baylor. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, good. The, the four guys that have done that. So, yeah. Yeah, certainly okay. sad news in the baseball world with that one uh, as that ran across uh, yesterday. Yeah, Dalton, one of my favorite guys, a gritty guy. Loved watching yes. him play with those Philly teams of the early 90s. And uh, Jimmy B, that leads us to baseball tonight. You uh, mentioned you're going to keep your eye on that Cubs-Giants game. That'll be a late-night game, 9 o'clock for that one. It'll be Arietta against Matt Moore there. Uh, but we get a couple of good interleague series uh, matchups here with our, our local teams, Cardinals and Royals. That should yes. be fun. Seven fifteen tonight. Carlos Martinez against Ian Kennedy and the uh, Brewers and Twins. Also, both will be playing that wraparound series. Two at one park, two at the next uh, four game series that way, and we'll be seeing that throughout this week. So, a lot of good Midwest baseball going on. I like it. I like it. Like I said, I'll be uh, I'll be dialed in late night for the Cubs and Giants, and then of course I am going to sample what you just talked about. Look, I. I always enjoy the freeway series between St. Louis and Kansas City, Mm -hmm. and it's always a lot of fun. That's a fun rivalry, especially now that both teams are where they are in the standings, and these games are so meaningful for both teams if they want to stay in the playoff hunt. Yes, yeah, you're right. Big importance on both sides of it, and uh, yeah, a fun one going on that'll get going. Well, Jimmy B., we are about out of time, but before we run, uh, uh-huh. we, we did a lot of Hawkeye talk earlier in the show. We had Tom Caker on earlier today. Tomorrow we'll turn our attention back to the Cyclones perspective, and we'll have Alex Halstead on the show in his normal Tuesday spot. But, uh, Jimmy B., did you see John Rothstein, longtime uh, CBS writer, writes over at FanRag Sports, did you see where he had Iowa State basketball in his uh, offseason power rankings? No, I missed that. Tell me where. 10. Number 10. Yes. We're going to dive into this a little bit more tomorrow. Wow. Wow. Here's his power rankings for the upcoming basketball season. No surprise. Kansas 1, West Virginia 2, TCU 3. I I think most everybody, top two I would buy into that. Yeah, I'd buy into that. Yep, absolutely. Top two is easy. We're, we're kind of in the same boat him with TCU. Then it goes Oklahoma, Baylor, Texas Tech, Texas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, and at number 10, the Iowa State Cyclones. If wow. that happens, Jimmy B., wow. oh. we're, we're going to have some oh. upset Cyclone fans this winter. 
We told you it's the Magical Mystery Tour, Steve Prohm's Magical Mystery Tour. Oh, that's that's going to be a lot of fun with Alex Halstead tomorrow. Jimmy B and TC out of time for today. We'll do it again tomorrow at noon here on the Big Talker 1700. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hey, Des Moines, I'm Dave Ramsey. Join me every Monday through Friday from 9 to noon. Courtesy of Mediacom Careers on 1700 KBGG. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Summer is here, and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof. The roofing staff has experience working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515 225 8866 or online wolfconstruction.net Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com Ready? Okay. 
prices on school supplies all season long to put some pep in your back-to-school prep. Right now, up and up 24-count yellow pencils are only $120, and five-star one-subject notebooks are only $279. Target's got everything you need to ready, set, go back to school. R-E-A-D-Y, now we got your school supplies. Get ready. Yeah, yeah, get ready. Prices may vary. At AutoZone, we like to make tough jobs a little easier, which is why we're making sure you can quickly get the parts you need when you need them. Right now, you can buy online and pick up in store, making it easy to get a proven tough Duralast battery, brake pads, or even the tools to get the job done right. Just order what you need online and you can pick up in store the same day so you can spend more time doing what you do best, like making a tough job look easy. Let's get you what you need. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code des moines to take advantage of mike's four-pack special you'll get 50 percent off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping this is a court-ordered notice. Current and former BMW, Mazda, Subaru, and Toyota owners or lessees can receive payments and other benefits from a legal settlement related to allegedly defective Takata airbags in their vehicles. To see if your vehicle is included and to file a claim, go to AutoAirbagSettlement.com or call 1-888-735-5596. That's AutoAirbagSettlement.com or 1-888-735-5596. Napa know-how. The Napa Legend battery does legendary things, like starting your car when the heat index hits a buck twenty-five, or making sure your AC stays running like a gazelle. And now, when you buy a Napa Legend battery, you'll get a prepaid Visa card by mail worth fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars back and a new battery? That's not just legendary. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, offer expires eight thirty-one seventeen. You don't need more sports, but you want more.